Hello, all my happy enders. How are you this week? Hope you guys had a good week. Um, once again, I'm fucking exhausted, tired, so let's get this shit a rolling. Why we roll shit? That makes no fucking sense to me. There's gotta be something. There's gotta be a reason why they say that. I don't know. Maybe in a wagon and you're rolling it uphill or getting it away from your house or something. I don't know. Historically, there's got to be some shit going on. Okay, so speaking of shit, um, Blue Apron is not. Blue Apron is not shit, but after you eat it, it does actually turn into it. But it's a nutritious one. So, um... Whew. So, uh, Blue Apron is a subscription service for dinner or lunch or breakfast. I don't know how you eat your meals. I won't judge you if you don't judge me. I had a donut today, and I'm a fat girl, so fuck. So, Blue Apron works for me, too, because, one, if you want to be lazy, like, they totally go grocery shopping. I don't know why I said totally. They go grocery shopping for you. They give you the recipe. They give you everything. All you have to do is fucking cook it and take the credit, eat it, and turn it into poo. It's amazing. Blueapron.com. I'm serious. This is a subscription service that you will enjoy. And if you go to blueapron.com slash happy endings, which is B-L-U-E-A-P-R-O-N dot C-O-M slash H-A-P-P-Y-E-N-D-I-N-G-S, you get 30% off your first box. Uh, famous Smoke Shop. After you're done eating, maybe you want to smoke on something. And um, I know California, it's legal for pot. But hey, this is not pot. This is actually a cigar, a fine cigar, a nice cigar. It's a good boy. It went to Catholic school. Um, so famous smoke shop, if you use promo code HOT20, which is H-O-T-2-0, you get $20 off a purchase of $145 or more. Or HOT10, which is H-O-T-1-0, you get $10 off a purchase of $85 or more. Handy app, so if you need somebody to dig you out of the hole you just fucking dug into, like, I don't know, maybe me, um... Handy app is your one-stop app. They will house clean. They will help you fix things. They will clean your pool. Handy app is just that one app where if you need anything for your home, these people are going to fucking get it for you. And if you use promo code APPSAVE30, which is A-P-P-S-A-V-E-3-0, you get 30% off your first booking. How fucking awesome is that? Shoe dazzle, because you know shoes dazzle you. You see that one pair of shoes and it dazzles your asshole. This is what shoe dazzle will do or any other type of part of your body. Um... Shoe Dazzle, you actually take a quiz. It's a subscription service, which you can stop, you can pause, you can not pause, and just get shoes every month. Shoes to your door every month. You got food, you got shoes, you got a smoke, you got somebody to fix your shit. It's amazing. Um, Shoe Dazzle, if you use promo code HAPPYSHOES, which is H-A-P-P-Y-S-H-O-E-S, you get $10 off your first box. And last but not least, we've got Dollar Days. Dollar Days is this crazy website. It's a bulk website where you can buy so much stuff. You get lost in this website because there's so many things that you can buy in bulk that you didn't even know you needed. Um, so uh, Dollar Days actually gave us two promo codes, Happy Endings 20, which is H-A-P-P-Y-E-N-D-I-N-G-S-2-0. You get $20 off your purchase of $200 or more. Or Happy Ending Ship, which is H-A-P-P-Y-E-N-D-I-N-G-S-S-H-I-P. You get a flat rate shipping of $9.95. Uh, on today's episode is Tate Fletcher. Tate Fletcher, is, he was an MMA fighter. He's been in movies. He now has a coffee company called Caveman Coffee. Uh, he was super awesome, and I hope you enjoy the episode. It's too low. Too Everything high. feels real good. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever had a massage before? Yeah. Nice. I kind of assume. I, was, I get, and out of all the different kind of... Um, modalities of healing it seems like the thing that my body responds to or for the maladies i have the best okay i never get much result load of like acupressure or acupuncture or chiropractic i don't i feel like that shit you move the bones and then the muscles are the directing thing that moves the bones back apart and you could do that dance forever if you never get the muscles uh relaxed right or or yeah. stimulated right depending on what they're doing right no that's completely true Get undressed, get under the sheets Ooh, you're in for a treat No, I promise this is not a dream It's just a happy ending with Joy Eileen
There we go. All right. No, that's good though because a lot of people they don't know their body, and I try like my whole thing is every body is different. So if you find something that works for you, right, stick with it. So it's just that it's like everything. It's the continual attention paid to the whatever the thing is that you want to get better. Right. Yeah, that stuff like my medial glutes, I know are real tight uh-huh. and that affects my hips and then that my pelvis moves I've snapped my pelvis before and so it's mobile more and so that kind of shifts my hips and that gives varying degrees of uh, discomfort now how did you snap your pelvis just lucky uh, <laughs> I wish I had a better story I got I had wood floors in my bedroom I got out stepped on a shirt in one and kind of did the splits and I uh, snapped like my pubic symphysis uh-huh and so uh, it was like radiating pain. I couldn't figure out what I'd hurt even for maybe a month. But um, sometimes it would feel better, like it would shift. And so sometimes it would feel better, and then sometimes it would be excruciating. And I thought I had back pain. I ended up getting a, a saddle block in my spine, epidural. And they, I mean, it, I did all types of shit before a guy, a healer guy, figured it out. And we were able to pop it and work it back into place. But it still moves a little, so. Okay. There's that. Four surgeries on my left shoulder, a um, bunch of dislocations to my right. I think both my collarbones been broken a couple times. Um, and uh, there's like steel on this shoulder, but this is the one that hurts most and is like at risk for dislocation, I think, more. Okay. Do you feel it like when you're lifting or anything? Every day, all the time. All the time. Okay, so it's just a constant? Yeah. What do you do to keep it together? A lot of massage. Okay. And then I keep my, I mean, I just try to keep posturally correct. It, it helps the better position I'm in. And uh, the more I can get my sliding tissues moving, the less, I, I think it just binds it up. It's like it gets, it feels traumatic and then everything clinches up around it. And then that creates less space. I think that creates more hurt, right? Yes. I don't know. You is that what arthritis is basically? Is like the, there's not space in your joints? Yeah. And you get a lot of, um, I don't know. Like the technical term, you get a lot of gunk inside there. Yep. And yeah, it just hinders all of the hinges, finger hinges, elbow hinges. And a lot of it is like repetitive. If you do something a lot, um, kind of like carpal tunnel. Right. You know, you have those muscles just inflame that bone area and then it just starts narrowing and it starts hindering all of those movements for the little muscles. Yeah. Now, any, like, good break stories? Like, I know you just listed a bunch of them, but... I've only... I broke my thumb once as a kid in hockey, and that was it. Yeah? Yeah. Other than that, I think I've broken knuckles and ribs and stuff, but nothing that, like, casted or anything. Nothing, like, uh, too debilitating. What position did you play? In hockey? Yeah. I played defense, and then I played goalie for, like, three years also. You're such a Canadian. It was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> What position? I was like, what are you talking about? Is hot now? It was um, huge in Michigan. Hockey was okay. And so yeah. everybody played growing up. We'd play on frozen ponds, and mm-hmm. in the summer we'd play in the street on yeah. tennis courts or whatever. Orange balls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We would go if you had a <laughs> if you were rich and you had a snow machine like a snowmobile, you could pack down your backyard, mm-hmm. and then you go out with a garden hose and you just. And you freeze the backyard, basically. And so every time it snows, you go out and you freeze it more and keep packing it down, and you can skate in your backyard all winter in Michigan. Damn. <laughs> you're talking about, like, balls, right? Like, oh, for street hockey. Okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, is that a Canadian yeah. thing, too? Yeah, what is this balls she's talking about? What? Let's <laughs> go deeper. blue balls, but never orange. I'm massaging his back. I haven't even... What are the orange there? balls? Right? <laughs> How does that happen? Well, that was only genders, but okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. Right here, he's bald. I didn't realize we were going gender that fast, but all right, let's do it. That guy kills me. <laughs> oh my God, he's so funny. He's very intimidating, though. There's been a couple times, like, I went to walk up and ask him if he wanted to do the podcast uh-huh. and chickened out and ran away. What? Why? Because <laughs> I. I'm very awkward, <laughs> and I <laughs> I just make a mess out of conversations. It's hilarious. A lot. Like, my husband, it's my favorite, my husband's favorite thing is to watch me try and talk to people, because he's like, you're such a dork. I'm like, I know. I get wow. it. Let's watch her joy. Yeah. <laughs> I am 
shook Michael Rappaport's hand the other day and couldn't stop giggling and <laughs> wanted to crawl into a hole and die. So cool. And then <laughs> I was talking to I was talking to Anthony Jeselnik and I was like, okay, I'm being cool because he was asking questions about the body. That stuff I've got. Wild. And then he started talking about comedy and I just like joyed out so hard on him to the point where he was all, whoa, I'm like, uh-huh, mm -hmm. yeah, um, right now. <laughs> <laughs> so which was the hardest conversation for you out of those three? Uh, I still haven't talked to Andrew Santino. Really? Yes. <laughs> How many times have you tried to approach him? Like four times. Good God. He's, but he has called me a bitch on Twitter, so there's that. Why, now what was the context? <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> There was a very thirsty girl on Twitter, and she was like, I'm drunk as hell. I mean, this, is, this isn't verbatim. I'm drunk as hell, and every, the more drunk I get, the hotter I realize how hot Andrew Santino is. Yeah. And I was like, dude, you are thirsty. And I probably shouldn't have cock-blocked, but I kind of did. I was like, oh, honey, maybe you should look at him when you're not drunk. Like, is he on the you deserve that. But I didn't mean it like that. Okay. I just meant like... Yeah, and those characters, it's hard to explain how you really feel, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, that's... I don't know. To me, that wasn't a compliment. Like, I'm drunk. You're hot. I was like, right. maybe you should say this when you're not drunk. That's... Is your... You're hot. Is that ever not a compliment? <laughs> what are I, the situations where that's not complimentary? I, I don't know. <laughs> um... <laughs> We don't get them often. We don't know. We don't get them at all. I would think life. I'm grateful. Anytime anybody would notice that, about me, I'm like, fucking right on. Wait, you're hot. No, the only time somebody <laughs> would tell me I was hot is if I was on fire. I'd be like, uh, you're stop. hot. Like, cremated. But, um. <laughs> Andrew's got to do this. He'd love it. And, um, I go, is the only reason you think he's hot, and this, this was the comedian in me, is because he has red hair, and you think he's on fire and he's all bitch how old are you and he just like <laughs> laid into me and then I wrote him back and I was like no 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 I was making fun of her being thirsty I really wasn't making fun of you I'm a comedian and he's like oh we're cool and I didn't say a thing back I was like okay I'm done I got it. I'm cool, and I'm just going to walk away slowly yeah. and act like I died. Yeah, exactly. And then I'm going to approach him, open my mouth, snap it closed, and run away yeah. for a couple more months. But really, obviously, so he'll see us do it. I love it. And then... you got to gotta start filming every approach. Oh, God, no. Every approach you got to film. It's, well, I, I mean, I'm sure you've oh. seen it. I've been awkward with That's you. That's going to be our Patreon it's just joy trying to ask people to be on the podcast it's <laughs> I've had this podcast idea for quite some time. How many times have you failed? So many. <laughs> at, at asking people to come on this podcast? Yeah. yeah. How many? Oh, I, What's your ratio of, like, you get 100 asks out there, how many are, like, yes into it? Oh, uh, we're just talking about failed asks. Yeah. We're not even, like... <laughs> not, we never even got the words out. Yeah. Because normally I'm like, hey, do you want a free one-hour massage? I'm really fucking good at what I do. Like, I've been doing this for 12 years. Yeah, who like, says no? A, a couple people. Animals. But I don't know if they're saying no because I'm so weird. Because I'll tell people, I'm like, hey, I'm, but I am a massage therapist. Like, I really am. I have my license. We're not just asking to touch you naked <laughs> for no reason. And then I'll be all, I'm not weird. I, I'm a little weird, but no. But that won't come into play here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There'll be a camera. It'll be weird. It's fine. Don't. <laughs> Pay attention to the fact that we don't have pants on. Like, it's not Right, easy. right. Yeah. It's easier when you guys are face down. <laughs> I bet. I don't have to talk to you. Or like, I can talk to you, but I'm not... Yeah, you don't know what my facial expressions look like. You don't know how red <laughs> my ears are. It's perfect. <laughs> I'm always looking at ears. <laughs> That's why I wear the bandanas. It's hilarious. <laughs> yes, because when I got on stage, you know how, like, you record your sets? Mm -hmm. There's a couple times I've watched myself and my ears get bright right on stage and so the bandana came into play that's amazing that's yeah oh my god i love you <laughs> how long have you been doing stand-up uh on and off for a couple of years now how long have you been on uh, 
are you on a streak right now, or, or are streak, we off right but now? You know what? This so last year, she's really yeah. 2018, um, John, my husband, was like, okay, I'm making your New Year's resolution for you. And I was like, bitch, you call me fat. I'm going to drop this fork after I take this bite of cake and kick your ass. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. He's like, I think you need to like start doing more open mics. He's like, you want to do comedy. You're good at it. You like it. Yeah. And so he's like, I'll start watching the kids more. I'll start doing homework with them. Perfect. Like, I'll take over. You go do this. And so last year was when I really started pursuing it. How great. It's fun. How many times a night do you go up? <laughs> um, I go up maybe twice a week. Uh huh. But yeah, I also live in Santa Clarita. Uh huh. So there's a lot of clubs through there, though. Aren't, no. aren't there places to work out all all up and down? No, I have to come here. Really? It's like a 30, 40 minute drive. Uh, like I'll go home I have three massages at the chiropractor and then I'll go home change out of my scrubs and then come back up here basically park in the same parking spot I am right now and go do Cabo Wabo right so yeah and Joy's been getting up at the store I uh, that's cool she got up last week I did the difference is just the amount of times you do it from what I understand yes and uh, back in the day when I was living at Rogan's, I would, like, I was just around all those guys all the time. Every night, Joey Diaz would be, I mean, it's such a sad story. You have to drive th full 30 minutes, you know. Mm -hmm. Joey would drive around for hours to do three-minute spots at the Ha Ha, at everywhere. He'd hit four different spots a night driving yeah. around for hours. Yeah. And, uh, and that was, that, I don't know, 2007 or something, like not super long ago. No. And yeah, I've been trying to hit more and more. Like I'll do Cabo and then I'll drive. On the way home, you, I pass um, Burbank, so I'll hit Flappers. And then I'll get home around one in the morning and then you know have to take do the kids again. to school and <laughs> all that fun stuff. But It's an interesting, they're, they're like the last cowboys kind of, uh -huh. I feel like comics are. Mm -hmm. No, I like, yeah. It's like set their price, travel around, also super lonely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in a, in, you know that whole travel around the world kind of deal. Mm -hmm. And it's rough, you know. And yeah. I know John has been really trying to get me to quit my job. Uh, mm -hmm. And so he's like, do it. Let's just quit. We I don't do feel it. like I've ever heard about a more uh, supportive spouse. He's awesome. It's pretty amazing. He's, he's a good guy. I got lucky. Sounds like it. I got lucky. And then I have the three boys who don't. Wow. Yeah. It's an active house. It's, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's no longer a house. It's now a submarine because there's so much semen in it because they're so gross. <laughs> uh, how old are all these boys? Eight, almost 13 and 18. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they're dirty. The eight-year-old, he just turned eight last Friday and I'm so mad at him. He's probably going to have the most swagger at all of them. Oh, he, yeah. He's either going to be ridiculously gay or he's just going to be the biggest man whore. <laughs> <laughs> or, I mean, both. I mean, he can... He'll be I, confident no matter what. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. That kid, Cassandra, you've met Brody. Brody oh, yeah. is, yeah, he sparkles. Mm. He's like, hi, I'm Brody. Is I'm he named me. after Brody Stevens? No, but Brody thinks he is. Right. <laughs> In fact, at one point, I told Brody, I'm like, oh, my God, I have a son named Brody. And he looked at me and goes, thank you. I'm going to see him later today, and then I'm going to tell him the same thing. I yeah. just met a little boy that was named after you. <laughs> Brody. <laughs> But Brody will ask me, did you see Brody last night? I'm like, I did. That's great. He's fun. He wants to go to the comedy store so bad. He's Boy. like, pass this 21. I'm like, mm, no, no, you can't. To hear a set like Brody Stevens, too, being a young kid, like, be amazing. You're just like, this is a job. He's doing his job right now. That's, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. No, that's what I felt like when I first saw stand-up for the first time. It's uh -huh. just like, it's magic it just is. to be able to stand up and make people laugh. Yeah. And talk shit. My favorite is just like, I'm going to talk about the darkest shit that's happening in my life right now. And I'm mm -hmm. going to somehow make you laugh about it because then my life is okay. Yeah. So here, here's this. <laughs> it's an amazing deal. I, I, I just admire the art form so much. It's like that control over the room to control the vibe of the room. Like... Uh -huh. When you see mastery in it, it's amazing. Oh, isn't it? I know. And then tricks that motherfuckers do that have been around a long time. If they lose the crowd to get the crowd back and all that. It's, yeah. it's, it gets fantastic. What a wave. Right. Or to pump them up or push them down a little if they're getting a little too yeah. rowdy. Like, oh, let's 
Let's simmer him down. That's funny though, like you said, for some reason I can talk to Joe Rogan. Uh-huh. I don't know why. I don't I'm not well I'm awkward, but I'm not as awkward with him for some reason. He can sniff bullshit. Yeah, but also you don't have that. He's very smart. Mm-hmm. So I like I can talk biology with him and keep up. And so you think that Andrew Santini you think he's dumb. That's <laughs> what you're saying. And Thanks, Dave. Slightly. Yeah. No. no, he's just intimidating. He is he's, not. He is. He's got red hair. <laughs> he's got red hair. I mean, how's that he can't be it's all just by design that you can't be intimidating. I don't know. For some That's reason, true. he's intimidating. To <laughs> a me. redheaded serial killer. Yeah, <laughs> it's because he's got that Chicago. Like it's almost like being from New York. Yes, that yeah. edge. It's he a, does. It's an East Coast American. It's from living in cold weather. It makes you fucking mean a little bit. Right. If you're yeah, that's why Russian strong is such a real thing. Then Those people happened? live in miserable weather. Then what happened to Canadians? I don't know. Like, Just got kind. Doing? I don't know what happened. <laughs> that is amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, did you guys get your brain frozen or well, something? Yeah. No. There's also also less people so we have to be nice to each other because we keep so. seeing the same people all the time. And the construct is different. I mean yeah. like in Michigan we're cold and there's scarcity up there. Yeah. It's like people are just trying like trying to eat and and I think that the maybe they're happier people in Canada. It's less severe. See I must be from Michigan because that's all I try and do is eat too. Okay, so when did you move out of Michigan? Uh, when I was about 21, I guess, 20. Okay, and yeah, where'd you go? To New Mexico, and then I've been there. I've kept the house there since then. And uh, then I moved to L.A., and I've been back and forth between New Mexico and L.A. since, like, 04, I guess. Okay. Somewhere in there. Why New Mexico? Uh, there was a uh, there was a program in a school that I wanted to go to that well there was a school that would take me <laughs> and uh, it was a cla- classical arts like a literature uh, college and it was a set curriculum where you started with all of early Western civilization until kind of I guess about the turn of the 19th century um, and started with music and ancient Greek and just kind of started at the beginnings of all these things, uh, mathematics and all that, and progressed through until modern day. Oh, that's interesting. So and that's what took me to Santa Fe uh, okay. originally. A guy I met online took me to Lubbock, so I guess Lubbock, Texas. We're the same person, right? Basically. <laughs> Except Lubbock's a rough haul. Lubbock, my dad was so mad at me because he had, um, he went to Lubbock because he was in the Air Force and there was an old Air Force base there. So, and he hated it. So when I was like, hey dad, um, I'm dropping out of college. Uh, moving to Lubbock, Texas for a guy I met online. Like all he heard was Lubbock, Texas. And I was like, what? And I'm like, and I need you to drive me there. Yeah. What what forum online did you meet on? AOL Messenger. Of course, right? I'm old. old school. I'm so old. Somebody brought up Adult Friend Finder last night. Uh, little Josh Martin did. Oh, I don't and uh, I guess that was like a pre MySpace type thing or something. There was a segue there. I after I came back from Texas, I stayed offline oh. for quite some time. <laughs> so I'm like, only bad people meet you. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, I just escaped one. I don't need to find another one. <laughs> it's amazing that people find love on all that. That's real shit. Oh, I thought I was so in love with him. Like Match.com? All, like, what are the babies that have been made because of Match.com at this right? point? Right? <laughs> that's true. I had a comic ask me the other day uh, if you had to pay for the girls on Tinder. And I was just like, no, that, no it's just a fuck app. It's. Oh my goodness. But maybe you can if you're grateful. You can leave a tip, maybe get two days. I mean, I'm sure she has Venmo, so. Right. Did you hear about the girl that says, I'll give you my number, and she Venmoed herself money, took the guy's phone, and Venmoed herself two grand? No. It's a pretty good hustle. Oh, yeah. That's a genius move right there. I keep what emoji she did she <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what the note yeah right, yeah like what explanation because I just paid Stephen Hollywood she, she just wrote like, hope. Well, I can't claim this one just, just, God. <laughs> this is just for hope it, cocaine <laughs> how do you claim it on your tax forms too yeah. like uh. Because <laughs> yeah, I just paid Stephen Hollerman for three minutes tonight, and I just put the um, eggplant emoji. <laughs> I'm not good at emojis, so here, you can have this dick. <laughs> I don't know. I love that that's a dick now. That's the closest we've gotten to a dick. I know. It's like the corn cob. Now, not really. We're going with the eggplant yeah. still. No, it's still the best. It to be rigid. It's the most formidable looking dick out of all the emojis. <laughs> 
mean, I've seen, I've seen some purpled heads before, but damn, that thing is purple. Purple. It is. I was like Barney's dinosaur cock. Like, here, let's put this in. I always want it to be more vascular. Yes. I'm surprised they haven't added something that's like more dickish. Then dick, like, more dickish. Like a dick. Aren't we adults mostly? What the fuck? We gotta put fucking fruit for our dicks. A peach? Stop it. The pe- is the peach the vagina? There are the great representations of asses out there. But is that. Just use Cassandra. <laughs> she should have her own emoji line. Yes, she should. Jesus, that's a good Wait, idea. Is there not a banana? Emoji? There's gotta yeah, but be, who but wants a it doesn't. Dick? It doesn't look good, and then it's skinny on both ends. Nobody wants that. Yeah, but it's curved. I don't know. I'm, I is don't curved know. good? Yeah, but if you went to the grocery store, if you went to the produce section right now, and you were like, go with a cucumber. Shove one of those. You go with a cucumber. Yeah, yeah. If you were a lady. If, well, I'm not a lady. <laughs> if not, use she sugar beets. She would make it difficult for herself. She'd be like, "Can let's find like the most recording, right? It's still recording. Okay." Like, where did it go? I don't see no. it. Yeah, I would. I would find the most god-awful thing. To, yeah, just like, have you ever tried to shove a pineapple up your... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Not cozy, I bet. Okay, so, speaking of pineapples... Oh, God. I was massaging... Oh, I don't think I can say who he is. But he's very high up in the sheriff's department, and I adore him and love him. And he was telling me about how Santa Clarita is like a huge swingers club, which kind of makes me sad because I've lived there almost 15 years and I'm just hearing about it. So obviously nobody's looking at me as swinger material, but whatever. They probably just see how devoted your husband is and they don't want to fuck with that. (laughs) Thank you, I needed that. But I guess what you do is you go into the grocery store, you get a pineapple, turn that fucker upside down, and that is how you know that they're swingers. Which terrifies no me. No way. Yes. Because Where do you get the glossary of terms? For, I can't move through a <laughs> world like this. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure there has been an upside down pineapple in my cart before because I just don't wow. pay attention to shit. And I'm like, and they still, still do not approach me. <laughs> so I'm going to start putting upside down pineapples in my cart I and see like what I can find. And a GoPro just ghosting you behind you on a cart. <laughs> Just see what happens. Let's get views from all angles. Hi. Hey, what are you guys doing later? (laughs) Barbecue, it looks like. (laughs) That looks fun. I like food. (laughs) I get crazy. (laughs) And then they find out that I'm like the most like shy. I'm like, oh, why are you talking to me still? So dicks. uh... (laughs) (laughs) So banana. What do you guys think the best dick is in here? Okay, so is the peach vagina or butt? It's butt, right? Okay, so what's the vagina? There's no vagina. There's no? I'd like a nice, I don't see why we can't have a nice camel toe. (laughs) In in, in Me Too time, there's no vagina? That seems inclusive. Right? The craziest thing I heard about the Me Too time is the... They shut the vagina monologues down in Ypsilanti, Michigan, because they quote, not all women have vaginas, and so we're going to shut down this whole movement. <laughs> and I was like, that is fucking, ins- that, this, that's insane. It's too much. It's too much. It's, it's like lot. It's like anybody that's against anything has free reign to be, it's like, you got to earn that somehow, I think. We don't have, it's, it's too much of a system where everybody can say everything online. And, yes. and And like, you're supposed to pretend that everybody has merit. It's like, that's crazy that we're listening to 320 million voices as our news source. Yes. Like that everything is just as good as the next. Uh, it's, it's a weird world we're in now. Yeah, you know what? You say that, and somebody told me that the other day. They're like, this world's going to shit. And I'm like, do you guys not remember 1994? Yeah, I don't know if it's going to shit, but it's weird. We're just more aware. Sorry, what happened okay. in 94? 94, <laughs> we had the... I remember 84, <laughs> and that was when they Van Halen put out Jump. Okay, I was three. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, 94, we had the Menendez brothers, we had Amy Fisher, Lorena Bobbitt, and one more. This I can't believe Lorena made a billboard this year, too. Oh, did I she? just saw her on the way up here today. Oh, I must... I they've, got a, they've got a show, they're making an unreleased, or a newly released documentary about the, uh, the in-love couple and what drove her to 
cut his penis off. Uh, I was going to say, that's Peter cut lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And then she threw it in. And then she went on a drive with it in her hand, rolled her window down, and threw it out the window in a construction site. Yeah. And kept driving, and then somebody found it later and put that bitch on ice. And then. Sewed it on, and he went into porn. Yep, 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 yep. No, yep. he didn't. Yep, he did, like, oh I don't know. Oh, my God, this was, 94 was the best. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Was that when Guns N' Roses released their double album, too? <laughs> I would have been the greatest comedian in 94 because all the material was just like sat on your lap like here what would you like to talk about today dicks <laughs> which of course I would always go for dicks dismembered dicks dismembered dicks like ghosting like that's the first ghosting it's like I don't want the man anymore but the penis it wasn't bad I get that <laughs> yeah there's been a couple times I'm like can I just take that and I'll bring it back how good does it look with no blood in it anymore? <laughs> yeah, that's true. It'd be like getting the worst limp dick picture ever. You'd have to stick a cucumber in it to pop it Yeah, up. yeah. I need a filler. Exactly. <laughs> like, like a sleeve. Like a skin sleeve. Well, yeah, it would be a skin sleeve, wouldn't it? You could probably fill it with meat and then make sausage <laughs> out of it if you wanted. If you wanted to get really gnarly. And then you've tied your spouse in the bed and then you feed it to him in the morning. If you're really mad enough to cut his dick off, you should go the whole way. That's Make true. sausage and feed it to him with eggs. That's true. <laughs> just, to, just to have ovaries represented. It's a whole different story. What was Ted Bundy? Was that around then too? I think. No, Versace? 70s? Yeah, okay. No, and then no was... Ted Bundy was not the 70s. Yeah, he was. When was OJ? Really? That was late 96, maybe? All I know is... I was in anatomy and physiology class in high school. I was 95. a senior in 1999 when they passed down the not guilty verdict. Mm -hmm. Of OJ? Yeah, of OJ. And when we walked out of class, I was with this crazy fucking Mormon girl. Because all Woo! the crazy Mormon girls like to be my friends. Yeah, and, um, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, I'm glad that he's not guilty, even though we know he did it. At least his kids will have a father. Oh, wow, that's God. so great. And I was all... I can't be friends with you anymore. <laughs> You're gonna kill me. You're gonna cut and off my clit and feed it to me. That's a Christian lady talking. <laughs> it's definitely. I didn't. At know least that, he'll have his father. <laughs> I didn't know that OJ was a football player until I moved out here. Wow. Yeah. You just thought he was a famous murderer. Yeah. No, it's my amazing. friend was like, "What? What did you think he was famous for?" You know, OJ Manson, those guys. Fucking murder. And they were like, why did you think that they called him the juice? And I was like, murder. She was almost decapitated. That sounded pretty juicy. Yeah, cut her head to off. Me. <laughs> they were appalled. <laughs> They're like, what do they teach you in Canada? I was like, not about murderers, <laughs> apparently, or football players. I suppose is the problem. We're more, <sighs> we're more interested in the murder than football. It's yeah. not hockey. No. There's no, no orange balls in also, it. Also, you're calling it football. That was the first time that they really started to sensationalize the news, I think. Yeah. And that's when we saw the news as like uh, entertainment as opposed to news, and that's when everything just became editorialized instead of actual news. Uh -huh. Well, I mean... Was OJ following that Bronco down the fucking highway at 12 miles an hour yeah. or whatever. Which is... Oh, God. I can't say it because I'm totally stealing somebody's joke, but somebody said something about... That's not the first slow white Bronco, and they were talking about football. No, football. I'll have to help you with that one. Cool. <laughs> Every once in a while, people will say a team name, and I'm like, rugby? Right? No? Okay. Well, shut up then. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, think about it. Like, when Lorena Bobbitt and Amy Fisher and all that happened, they were all TV movies within, what, six, seven months. Ooh, Nancy Kerrigan. Uh-huh. That oh, that's one? another one. That's yeah. the one that I forgot. Yes, Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan, same year. Crazy. Yes, right? So... Yeah, that's my argument when everybody's like, the fucking world's going crazy. I'm like, were you not alive in 94? And then Biggie and Tupac almost back to back. Yeah. Like 96-ish. So California Love's the only rap song that I can actually completely <laughs> sing. Go ahead. No. <laughs> and now. I would need a drink. In fact, at the Comedy Store Christmas party, I did get drunk, and John was like, go do California Love. They'll love you. They'll fucking love you. So I was like, okay. And I walked up, and right when I walked up, the DJ's like, dude, somebody just signed up for it. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and then we were supposed to do Shoot by Salt and Pepper. Peppa, sorry. 
and um, it was me and Cassandra, we were going to get up on stage, and he messed up and put Bobby McGee on. It was horrible. Oh my God. So we started singing Bobby McGee. So and not a bad duet to pull, though. No, the one chick came. And then some, some lady. I love her. I love Elizabeth. She's going to give me stage time, so fuck yeah. But she ran up on stage and grabbed the microphone out of Cassandra's hand and belted out very poorly. Oh, I have a video of some of it. I got a clip of it, and I sent it to Joy, and I was like, I call this interrupting cow. I... I love Elizabeth, but she's so drunk, she just stormed the stage. She's like, I know this fucking song. Amazing. <laughs> it was so bad, Cassandra and I ended up sitting down on the stage <laughs> and just watching her. <laughs> just huddled together like people trapped in a storm. <laughs> and then afterwards, she came up to me and hugged me, and she's like, I'd really like to sing with you again. <laughs> and what we got to do it the first time, You're honey. Like, Fuck. <laughs> You gotta have less drinks next time. Oh, man, no. That doesn't happen at the store. Yeah. So did you start uh, hanging out at the store um, when you were living with Rogan? Yeah, before then. Uh, yeah, I'd started working for Joe a couple years before that, I guess. And uh, I was fighting at that time, and I'd just do, like, security work also. I do security work so bad. I just want to hurt someone. <laughs> you might not be the best person for that job. No. In fact, what am I Because co- I massage a lot of You know what you should do? What, hurt someone? Let's do Well, it. if you just want to fucking hurt people, uh-huh. why don't you? This is the perfect place. You go into, like, some crazy dominatrix dungeon thing. It's probably whatever, wherever Cassandra's other home is. <laughs> and, and she's probably already got it set up down there. <laughs> just oh, like no, she's used to. <laughs> See? Exactly. She has. I sure did. You go in, you make a grand an hour or whatever you get for crazy what? people that want to get tortured. Where's this place? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you build it, they will come. There is a sex place. There is a dominatrix place somewhere in, in Santa LA. Clarita. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you have at, to have a At the 7-Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> so the oh, passcode is banana. I fucking forgot all about this. So we had a friend who was in a band. Uh-huh. And he was like, come watch our band. This was before we had, well, we had Tyler, because Tyler's John's kid. He's my stepson, but he's mine, whatever. And um, so his mom, for the first time, had him for the weekend. So John's like, let's go watch this band. And I'm like, okay, cool. So we go, and we walk into this dominatrix place. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get awkward in here. Fuck yeah. Shit. And they took us to all the different rooms. I met the madam. And then... What are the different rooms? Okay, they had the school room. Okay. They had a... A, a baby room, like a nursery. Which creepy. Fucking, I was like, okay, like. Whatever we all are into, I guess, but creepy. Yeah, no judgment. Like, I, my judgment card got taken away because I've done. I just some picture shit. a fucking balding old executive guy with a big lollipop dressed up in a diaper, uh-huh. getting whipped by some fucking hot lady. Yes, and peeing himself and being like, "Change me." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to change my kids. Crazy. <laughs> then they had the dungeon room. They had just a bunch of crazy rooms, and there was one that looked just like Cassandra's apartment. <laughs> so then, and you were there, and you were there. <laughs> so then the band gets on, and this chick puts on a metal strap-on, and Ooh, her boyfriend—that sounds aggressive—starts sanding it so sparks are getting shot out. Wow, next level. And I'm all, oh my, and then oh, and heating it up. There's more, and but wait, there's um, <laughs> Billy Mays right here. So then she takes off her shirt, and she has cunt written across her tummy, tattooed. Good for her. But it's spelled wrong. I know her. Oh, I don't know her. Which, I was like, oh, grammar police, that hurts me. Like, I'm an author. We can't do that. It's with a C, baby girl. And then they stuck hooks into her. Oh, yeah. And hung her from the ceiling. Yep. And that's when I grabbed John. I was like, we can go now. And he's like, oh, thank God. There's people that love that suspension shit. I don't get it, but they love it. Where did they stick the hook? In her shoulder blades. Yeah, through oh their back. Jesus. Through yeah. the back. God. So they raised her, and then we left. And I'm not kidding you. We went to McDonald's <laughs> and got ice cream cones because we needed, like, something innocent. Yeah. <laughs> to go back to the diaper room? Yeah. Then I took John's diaper off, and then um, uh, yeah. the other place Americans torture themselves. Holy, I was like, yeah. It's like, well, we went to one place, we may as well get fucked by another. Exactly. <laughs> it was 
Yeah. I'm all, I, uh, all right, that happened. I didn't know what to do. And what? I mean, I'm not judgmental, like, whatever. Like, I, yeah, yeah. So I have secrets, but. So you didn't get off in there? No, no. Um, Were you checking John's dick the whole time? Oh, my God, I was. <laughs> <laughs> like, does any of this excite you? Oh, God. <laughs> okay, so, uh. When John gets turned on, he can't listen to this one. When John gets turned on, his tummy grumbles. Wow. So like. So specific. Yeah. So like, if I'm scratching his belly and I'll go lower, like you'll hear the grumble, and I'm like, oh, okay, we're gonna do it. Cool. So like, when there's a cute waitress or something, like I have my ears like go to his stomach. I'm like, huh? Does he think she's pretty? Wow. <laughs> Talk to him. What a weird thing to have a towel like that. Yeah. As if the hard raging dick in your pants isn't enough. It's right. like I got motherfuckers listening to my belly. God damn it. <laughs> and I don't know, honey, my dick's hard for a different reason. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I was thinking of the diaper. Yeah, I just. <laughs> So what did you guys ever explore that further into the swinging community or the no. uh, bondage club that you frequent? No, see, you frequent. I love you, Tate. You're my favorite. <laughs> I missed the day in kindergarten where we learned how to share. Uh huh. So that dick is mine. And Got I it. Like I feed him cookies on purpose because like women will come up and be like, "Your husband's so amazing." I'm like, "John, eat another cookie." Like I need to keep him chubby so nobody knows what I got. Did do you not have any interest in other dicks besides his dick? No, I'm very monogamous. I'm also I have to be very comfortable with you uh-huh. to like orgasm. Like I'll have sex with you because I'm a whore and I have no self esteem. <laughs> but um, <laughs> to orgasm, like I really, really need to be comfortable with you. And we've been together. For 14 years so and i know john is concerned about your orgasm exactly yeah yeah so and i'm very loyal i'm the most loyal person you'll and he'll tell you unless he fucked the uh stewardess oh i kill him yes so okay so we have this deal and this isn't a bit that somebody told me i should do this on stage but it's true i was like if you find someone that you feel will fulfill you more that you love more than me and you think will make you happy before you do something stupid Uh uh-huh tell me first i'll kill you both and then you can do whatever the fuck you want in whatever afterlife you're going to be in. But tell me before you do something, and I will slice you. <laughs> Told you I want to hurt someone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to get you paid for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> John, That's a good friend. That's true. He's like... Quit your job. Go be Mistress Joy. Oh, you could be Mistress Joy. Can you imagine you do that? You do that one time a week and make twice the money that you make at your day job now, or something like that. With less. And you'd be like, great. And then I go up six days a week on stand up, and then I take care of my kids. Yeah. It's almost like you're doing your whole family a disservice by not getting the outfit and going and beating the fuck out of these executives. Wait, what's the outfit? I don't know. Whatever outfit you got to wear for the BDSM place. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I don't have to stop eating. I mean, look behind you. I'm sure you can see some there. There may be a representation of said outfit within this home. I love how she's all looking around. I'm like, honey, that's gone with the wind. There's Care Bears in my bedroom. Yeah. Okay. Like, I have no doubt that you can make any Very event excited. work. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's yeah. I don't even know where to go from there because now my head's like, fuck. Do you find there's similarities in personality between fighters and comics? Because I notice that a lot of times there's crossover between friendships. Yeah. Is it is it like a personality thing or is it? Just I feel like, like a, there's an all high art. It becomes, there's less dissimilarity uh, Mm -hmm. as far as mindset goes. And, you know, a comic is a broke person generally if you wanted to. You know, it's like they're they're broke and they're doing this thing that they're not even sure why they're impelled to do it. And they, uh, and it takes a lot of courage. It's like there's, you're bearing your soul to strangers that are maybe drunk and might malign you. And the whole thing, you know, it's like it's a crazy, scary endeavor to do that. And broken? And, uh. To, to, to have your own soul kind of get bared and go, it's going to be up for people's derision. And also, I got this way because I'm sensitive. So it's like doubly loaded for those people, I think. And I think fighting is a similar thing. And like, you want to exact your art form in a certain way and see 
can I comport myself and my mind in such a way that I can bring the best version of me into the cage in the moments that I'm going to need it to happen and I'm going to prepare for this for months or years or whatever and uh, I'm going to be in my underwear and people that are dying to see me fail and that want to see me knocked out and that need me to win and my mom and people that love me and everybody is going to be there and maybe watch you get dominated in the most primal way ever and uh, I feel like there's a lot of similarities in that like whether it's winning or losing the, the bombing or succeeding it's all kind of like wrapped up into this beautiful uh, exposition of, of a, a human being trying to express their soul in a way that they're not really sure of how to maybe course like this life's a weird thing and then if you if you're a person that runs into either of those things and you start pouring yourself into it it's just like i don't know i feel like you get to see you get to see glimpses of the most miraculous parts of people when they're at their when they strip away everything else and they become their rawest and i think that's what true comedy or art in that way has to be is it needs to have that kind of rawness i completely agree and i think the same way when you walk into a fight it's like you can easily get in your way and become too safe and that would be maybe like overthinking what you're going to say on stage and then it comes across as stale. Or if I have to think about like, okay, I'm going to jab and then I'm going to hook. I'm already too late. You have to be reflexive about that. And that's the same way conversationally you need to be to be fluid and to be engaging and interesting and all of that that it takes to be a comic. And there's a lot of similarities in that way. And there's a lot of similarities in finding the rhythm. Like you create a rhythm with a crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, you create a rhythm with, it's almost sing-songy when you hear the way some comics do bits by design. And it's also that in a fight is I create a rhythm that I lull you into. And then when I attack, I break that rhythm and I double down on it or whatever so that I can score. And it, yeah, there's a lot of similarities in it, I think. No, I, yeah, and you're right. It's like any art form too, because yeah, in my first book that I wrote, it was all of me. And I just put it completely out there, and that was scary, too. And I was like, well, fuck. What was the book? Um, it was, it's called Breaking Faith, but uh-huh. it's a romance, but it's a girl who got out of a very abusive relationship. And and she dated a guy with a huge, huge penis? Of course. And it was named Breaking Faith. Well, her name's Faith. <laughs> right. So it's Breaking Faith, Surviving I got Faith, it. Becoming Faith, right? Okay. Are we going to do an illustrated version? <laughs> It'll be like the old heavy metal magazines. fucking <laughs> awesome. But that's funny because I, yeah, I bared it all. And then I was like, all right, here, like, let's have it, you know. And then it was crazy how many women had came up to me and they're like, you wrote my life. That's dope. And I'm like, no, 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 I wrote mine. But they're very, I don't know, abusive guys are very similar. They're very out there. They're the same person. Nice, yeah. <laughs> Well, predation has the same kind of course, right? There's the same steps in it always of, like, the feeling out process as it increases. Yes. Yeah, cool. I think that's where the healing happens, right? It is. Is when you can honestly tell your story and somebody goes, God damn, that, that... that maybe me too. Maybe I could get around that too. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe I could find freedom in that. That's exactly it. And I was like, look, you know, I found love. You don't have to find love. Like, you can just be by yourself. I mean, it's better than getting hit. But, uh, yeah, so you just go. And I just did it because I didn't want to own that anymore. Like, I didn't want to own that past, so I gave it to her. And I made her strong enough to hold it. And it's not mine anymore. Like, I don't have to be weighed down by it. I don't think about it. It's cool. So... Yeah, we all find our way to express ourselves and get rid of things that we don't want. I sometimes think that's what good... I mean, it's an aspect that good comedy has, is that once these things get taped or premiered in some way, the best comics never do that same work ever again. Yep, it's gone. And, uh, And there's something about a letting go that you have to fully turn your back on that previous work that was like a child the way you raised it mm-hmm. and uh to create a new thing yes which is fucking wild it's like such a to me that's an act of bravery too because then every time you're on stage you've got this stuff that you know kills you've got your magic bullets that you're never going to put in your gun again yes mm-hmm. which is fucking that's a wild oath that you take to yourself and you can see people break it i mean I, you know I, i've seen guys do the same jokes for five years but uh like Rogan, you'll never see him do the same joke after about 14 months after you've heard it the first time. It'll be already all glossy, and it'll be on a Netflix special, and that's the last time you'll see it. And then it's done. It's boring. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of how, like, I explained, um, like, I haven't, yeah, you throw away. It's interesting, the letting go of a real problem, though, is that same, you know, mm-hmm. 
exercise, I guess. But writing a book is very much like being in a relationship. Like when you first Crazy. write it, that's all you think about. Did you do it all by yourself? Did yeah. you just sit down at your computer and you go, okay, here's my format and what I want to do? Yeah. Cool. All of my, but you know, you think about it, you're in love with it. Then you finish it, and then you reread it, and you start realizing that it repeats itself, and there's grammatical errors, and you kind of start resenting it a little. Then you polish it up, and then you publish it, which is almost like a breakup. It's like, here, I did everything I could with it. Here, take it, world. Um, Are you ever happy with that, do you think? No. Yeah. No. In fact, I had somebody the other day, like, have you reread Breaking Faith? Like, have you reread your You're books? you like, and never like, again. They're gone. But I need to because... I'm bringing back, I'm doing spinoffs, I'm doing three spinoffs, and there's a couple things. It's going to be like the new Harry Potter. Yeah, <laughs> with sex. <laughs> Except they don't have sex in the first book, sorry. Spoiler alert. Mm. Because I had to make them get to know each other first. <laughs> so. Yeah, I like love. Love makes me happy. Yeah. So have you ever thought of writing a book? Yep. Fuck yeah. I knew you were going to say yes. When but are you going to do it? I'm halfway through it, but I had to put it away. Okay, I get that. Because part of it just seemed like, like I'm trying to do a lot of things right now, and that whole thing of like living a bit in the past, of which you have to draw upon in that way, mm-hmm. it is very hard to simultaneously keeping my head on a swivel of moving forward. And I feel like it will cost me too much to endeavor to do that this year. I get that. Last year was the first year I didn't publish a book since 2015. Wow. And that's because I started the podcast. Yeah. Um, I really, really started focusing on comedy, so I had to put it away. And I just actually am finishing a book right now that I'm going to publish, and I was writing it in bed, and John's like, holy shit, I forgot this sound. I missed this sound. You write on a computer? I do. Uh Uh-huh. In bed. Don't tell my chiropractor. (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's why I have a bad neck. I mean, plus I flipped a car, but whatever. So, yeah, what do you write on? Do you, are you pen and paper? Yep. Yeah, that's how my first one was, pen It and sucks, paper. though, because it sucks to share it with somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're telling me. I can tell you how long a pen will last ah. in a notebook. I just like that visceral. I, I like being connected to the writing and the way that I get in that way. Mm-hmm. So I've just got a ton of journals and legal pads filled with shit in fact the first book i wrote is pen and paper and i still haven't published it wow it's still pen and paper do you have nice hand handwriting no my third grade teacher told me i was going to be a doctor (laughs) i always thought how cool it would be if you had great handwriting to write it in your own handwriting right that's what they used to do yeah like they'd find somebody with good penmanship and and they were like gold they're like you get to write the bible yeah (laughs) that's when he's all Fuck this. I don't like women. I'm going to add this part. You get, yeah, right. Carve it into animal skin. It's the best thing we have right now, but we're going to keep these laws forever. <laughs> and yeah, add whatever you want. Like Add in what you want. Exactly. <laughs> You're doing get it. Get drunk with your friends. Just freestyle another story if you want to put one in. Whatever. Put in something about your whore girlfriend. It's okay. Cool. We got it. <laughs> you know, it is a weird thing how they make... Wow, I never really thought of that till just now. Yeah. They they make life come from the man, yeah. right? From that from the rib of Adam. Mm-hmm. Not not that the woman is the creator. No, nope. that's amazing. And you know somebody was like, yeah, just say celebrate, and he was hard of he- hearing, and he's all celibate. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, that sounds good. All of them were like, fuck no, but they can't change it because they already spent too much money in animal skin on it. <laughs> so they're like, fuck it, we're just gonna have to keep it. Yeah. They'll change it in a couple hundred years. <laughs> it's one thing that religion's really good at. Change. <laughs> All right, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, 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 I don't know. Drink caveman coffee. That's all I can say. Perfect. All right, yeah. I don't Did I introduce him? No, we didn't do any of that. Oh, shit. Okay, so on the table, who is now done is Tate Fletcher, so... We'll just stick that on the... Yeah. No, Perfect. probably won't. No, because <laughs> I edit it and I don't have time. But okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Have a good day. <sighs> I didn't, did I? Oops. No. <laughs> I took the picture that you did take. All right. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Um, please like, subscribe, um, anything like that. And um, you can also comment anything that will help. And... Um, um, also, if you want to talk to me, you can get on hold of me on joyshappyendings at gmail.com. Have a good day.